appreciating life is a good way to live. It can help us feel happy when we feel sad and it can make us feel even happier when everything is going how we want it to. It can be difficult, however, at times to feel grateful and appreciate the life we live. But very often, or often, I wouldn't say very often actually, often, what we want right now is what we wanted in the past. So appreciating what we have right now is a good way to move forward. And this is one of the subjects we are I'm going to be discussing today with my guest. So listen in and enjoy. Good day to you. I am Sarah Maradith, the director of Starlight Speaking Limited. The purpose of this podcast is to inspire and motivate people to live their dream. Zer. Sorry, can you pronounce your name again? I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, Noser. Yeah. Noser. Noser. Yeah, right. No- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was just uh, that, that's a rude by saying it the wrong way either. Noser uh, uh, is so what what made you want to become well a writer and an author um so actually uh, initially when i uh, planned I, there's no planning as such to become a writer or something like that i had all different kind of aspirations uh, as a child when i was asked for the first time in the school by a teacher uh, i said i wanted to be a farmer yeah you know so it was a, it was a very unusual kind of a thing coming from a child when mostly students are saying i want to be a doctor i want to be an engineer and there i was i was saying something totally odd i mean becoming a farmer and <laughs> then it kept kept changing i wanted uh, always what i wanted to do was i wanted to make films yes okay? i wanted to become a film maker that was for sure very clear in my mind i think almost when i registered my first film like when i was watching it on the screen and i remember very distinct uh, i mean not distinctly but vividly that i would ask questions to my uh, father that okay uh, how do these images come up here who's telling them what to do you know and where's uh, how is it being you know taken or recorded so these kind of questions were there in my mind but uh, never really you know thought of uh, going into it completely and um, later on i remember in college in my college days i used to write poems and mm-hmm. for the first time i wrote a poem and it was like almost like not more than 8 10 lines and it was in hindi um and i submitted it to uh, the college magazine for the college magazine and i was surprised that it got selected to be printed wow. so that was actually the kind of you know initial uh, you know appreciation or the appraisal that came that okay what i have written is worth to go into a annual college magazine right and so from there actually then i started writing i uh, i belong to the zoroastrian community and uh, so here in india and all over the world we are very less in number 
as you may mm-hmm. be aware. I can imagine. So, uh, and it's it's a closed community, and um, I used to write articles related to my community. So I I kind of wrote a fictional uh, autobiography. It was for the first time that I was writing a fictional autobiography. That it it was about a priest from our community. Thinking right. that we were we were all talking about, oh my God, we are so less in number. There will be a day when uh, there will be no Zoroastrians or no Parsis in the world. But the first thing came to my mind was, what if there are no priests? Because that's one thing that you need further your com- uh, religion. That is one thing that will be taught to the next generation. So what if it's the last priest before the last Parsi? so i wrote that fictional uh, character and fictional autobiography set in the future and i sent it to a kind of a very um, what do you say a rigid kind of a con- i was told not to send it to that newspaper because they will not take something uh, which is not very you know confirming to the community yes so i was warned against it but i still sent it and they were really very sporting enough to print it in two parts so it came on you know it was a weekly newspaper Yes. So it came on two Sundays, and that was another kind of an appreciation. Wow, that also you know, in a place where I was told it will definitely not get printed, there it got printed. So that was again the second time, and I had done a lot of research for it. I had my cousin who was a priest; he was preparing to become a priest. So I met him up. I spoke to him. I found out what were his views on it, and I included all of the research in that article. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the time when I really felt that yeah these are the stories I want to say I want to tell and share and after that I started writing a uh, weekly column for the same uh, for for another community newspaper Parsi Times and um, in that there was a fictitious character called Bapai Mami means it's like kind of a, a maternal grand aunt okay mm-hmm. so it was a fictitious character again. Uh, old but not orthodox old but modern kind of a character yes. so again it talked about the issues that the community faced and all those things but in a very fun and quirky manner so uh, those were the articles that those that writing actually inspired me that i should go ahead and keep writing so i think somewhere that was the beginning and how many books have you written i have actually written two books my uh, first book was called the most uh, successful formula to be unsuccessful so that's <laughs> the that's that's that was a that was a yeah that was a complete juvenile effort i think on my part to just write down uh, and that has converted actually sara uh, into a podcast that's my season 3 in my podcast which i have converted right. the book into a, yeah i have adopted it for the podcast so i think uh, i think it came in uh, 2012 the first book 2012 and um, the second book was uh, lovedale which came down uh, in 2015 lovedale mm-hmm. actually lovedale actually was inspired kind of you know i was thinking about uh, homeschooling okay yes. and uh, actually both my sons are uh, homeschooled and uh, i was writing a story about a family who shifts from the city life to uh, you know a uh, village life and uh, what would we, they do there what would they do for the kids there mm-hmm. right 
So yeah. uh, I thought, okay, maybe if they do not go to school, maybe they'll do homeschooling. So that time in India, let me tell you that in India, homeschooling was not even people were not even aware of it. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask. Very, it's illegal in in India. It, it yeah, it is now very well known and popular. But at that time, it was in a very nascent stage. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I just read up a few blogs. More, uh, you know written by people all over the world uh, so i wrote read those blogs and i started getting information regarding homeschooling that was the research for my book called love dale married to life now when i was doing that actually i uh, uh, my i shared this idea with my uh, best half my wife and yes. uh, she told me she told me that uh, if you are you know thinking of this homeschooling for your characters why can't we do it for our children and actually the <laughs> that was good <laughs> Yeah so actually the book led me to decide for homeschooling for our kids as well. Yeah. And how old so these are they the now? two books yeah. Uh one is already uh, I mean he's given his final year of graduation. He's one is oh. 21 years old and one is 15 years old. And if they were they home educated the whole way through. Yeah, uh, the younger one definitely after second grade he was completely uh, homeschooled and um the elder one was homeschooled till 7th grade then he went for college for 2 years but he then came back to the homeschooling ways he couldn't adjust to the you know the you know the college thing and uh, then he he again uh, did through correspondence and he is finished actually is just exams got over recently well wow, that's amazing so what what i'm just curious now what's the legality of it in india uh now it's quite uh, i mean uh, open schooling has become quite acceptable in india yeah uh, it was it it was once upon a time when we started doing it it was quite in a gray area but now it's all i mean open schooling and uh, exams on demand is a very common thing and of course the last two years i mean one and a half year of the pandemic yes of course all the children yeah all the children were homeschooling in a way okay not in yeah. the true sense but in a way yeah they were Like for me I'm a massive advocate of um home education but my daughter's now decided she wants to go to school so we're going through that process at the mm-hmm. moment. But I think the right. children that are home educated get to have a richer education because they can learn what they want to learn as opposed to what they're told. So exactly. or like for example when um you know if a child's interested in Mars for instance in perhaps you know a mainstream school they will learn about mars once whereas as a home educated so right. they could look into the whole the whole, as much as they want to until right. they've exhausted that so tell me please about a time when you've achieved a dream that you thought was impossible so um, actually uh, what happened is that uh, in the year 2000 um actually uh, my wife was uh, pregnant with our first uh, baby uh-huh. and um, i she was um, due in 2001 and in 2000 november october end actually i um, went through a you know almost near death experience wow and um, yeah in uh, 10 days i was uh, operated three times and um, in 10 days three times they opened up my intestine and chopped it off and uh, then i was after after the 10 days i was told that i had only uh, two and a half inches of an intestine left 
Wow. Uh, yeah. So um, that that was a real traumatic time for us, both of us, uh, because my wife was of course due, and I was. It was almost told by the doctors to my wife that okay, this is the last time you're seeing him, and probably you'll never see him again. And um, but fortunately, uh, she stood by me. She was there for me, and uh, in spite and despite of all the restrictions, she. was there besides me in the hospital and she never left my side for those 21 days carrying yeah. our baby with her okay so it's it's more than more than my story it's more yeah. of her story because that courage came from her actually to fight that illness you know and um, of course that was the time when you know the internet was just catching up in india it was not that we had yeah. internet on mobile phones everywhere so uh, we kept i mean one of my cousins actually read it on the internet at home where he could access it that my whatever my reports which had hadn't come they came much later and it was told that it was something called as angiodysplasia of the intestine and it aggravates because of surgery oh. and and unfortunately every time i had a bleeding they cut me open and the surgery actually gave made you know sure. aggravated yeah Aww. made me worse and after and by the time the reports came they had already chopped me three three times wow okay so but fortunately things worked out well finally uh, thanks again to my wife because she found a doctor who had treated her father we went to him who could easily do certain things with a, uh, with less invasive methods and there i was completely taken care of and wow. i was like uh, yeah i was i was back on my feet of course my i saw myself after a few days because i woke up it was like a deep sleep i woke up after so many days and when i saw my face in the uh, mirror i actually could not recognize myself i was i had lost weight and was like I was, all my bones could see off and uh, like that so it was the most traumatic time uh, but thanks to my wife who stood by there by me and she was there showing that strength that okay i'll have to be there for the kid who's going to come in this world yes Oh, that's such a nice, that's such a nice story, and it's amazing how how quickly things can change in two weeks. <laughs> True, yeah, 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 and that 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 was the worst time of uh, our lives. But yeah. uh, th- thankfully, now it's uh, behind us. I lived to tell this to you today. Yes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and I lived to see both my sons grow up, spend so much of wonderful family time. and i always feel that you know uh, success is sometimes so much overrated we comp- uh, always say success in terms of uh, you know uh, the worldly things okay so yeah. i have you know achieved this and i have i personally after that you know near death experience i personally feel the whole meaning of success changed for me in my mind spending quality time with your family being yeah. there for your kids both parents being there for your kids i think that in the true sense is success yes that's i so personally true. feel that it, it it changed for me at least and i would say that i think people should not wait for that life changing moment to come they should realize that life is in these moments 
rather than thinking mm-hmm. and uh, looking for a bigger meaning to life people always think that okay maybe you know there's something more to it and my life is for a purpose and all that but life is actually in those little moments this interview that we are doing i'm enjoying it so much i'm so happy oh, to wow. share this thing with you so i think life is in those little moments life was in that moment when i saw my son being born which i was told i will never be able to see him right? yeah but i was able to see both my sons being born i am spending so much time with them so yeah that's it Yeah and I think sometimes we spend so much of our lives trying to chase our purpose when really our purpose is just to live you know and enjoy right. the moments you know yeah yeah that's my take on it <laughs> yep so please give me a piece of advice you would like to give our listeners <laughs> piece of advice oh god so uh, i don't know i i, I personally feel that um i think we complain a lot we are uh, less uh, we show less gratitude to mm-hmm. what we have and we are constantly complaining i think we should be more grateful for each moment of life that we are living that's my personal take on it and we should not wait for anybody to come and make changes to our life if we are wanting to aspire like like you said that there was a time in the hospital when i was i mean you know during surgeries you are not supposed to have water right you are not supposed yeah. to they were they were like putting uh, ice on my lips to just give me the wetness feel on my lips and there were three surgeries in 10 days so you can imagine there was no water intake at all whatever wow. went through was through the uh, saline and you know those uh, blobs of uh, ice on my lips so what i started doing was i start i in my mind i was visualizing a time when i would be out of the hospital and i would start an ice cream parlor which would have strawberries ice cream the positive thing was i was looking at a time when i would be out of there and mm-hmm. i would do something after that that yes. probably also helped me you know to visualize a time when i would so only what i feel is that you should just be grateful for you know and yes. have a lot of sense of i mean i sometimes we feel that i too i i was ve- i was a very uh morose and worry uh you know a serious kind of a person and uh, so i think a little bit of dash of uh, sense of humor in these kind of situations yes, also helps, i think i think it works for the best we watch it in movies and we watch it in a web series you know that you know we feel that acha oh, it's all for the screen but in real life too yes. i think if we add a little bit of humor i think it can work wonders I uh, please thank you very much for coming on today. Your story's really inspired me and I've enjoyed talking to you. Thank you sir. Thank you so much and I am glad that you are doing this. And uh, let me tell let me tell you whatever I read about you your story in itself isn't less than inspiring. It it is wonderful. Yeah. Go ahead do best whatever you can do and uh, I I also started a podcast during this pandemic. Yes I, I you know because screenwriting here is like you have to you, we don't have uh, like agents over here and we or the you know the agents yes. who take your screenplays to people and uh, so w- the waiting is a bit too long so during the waiting period what i do is i share my stories on podcast yes so that makes the waiting easier oh well as i said thank you for coming on i'm going to stop recording now thank you sara thank you so much bye 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 thank you
Well, I honestly can say I really enjoyed this interview. I think it was lovely how... Sorry, I still can't pronounce the man's name. Noosa. Said about how success can be seen as worldly things to the outside, to people in general. But the reality is just being there for your children, being there for your family, being there for the people you care about is success on its own. And life is in the moments that we choose to enjoy. And you can enjoy those moments right now. You don't have to wait for the next boyfriend, the next job, the next whatever it is you're trying to manifest at the moment. In fact, if you enjoy what you have right now, it's going to make you manifest in even faster. 